Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch old bandit run. Okay, welcome. Three dudes with a view. Monday morning. Heat wave coming. Coming in at... Uh, Coming in at 96 degrees, maybe even hotter than that, the next two or three days. Hello, summer. We are there. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, I believe has a sick child, maybe, or a sick wife this morning. He's running late. He's coming. He'll be here. He's on his way. <laughs> All right. He's coming. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delt. It's more than the weather heating up this week. What more than the weather? What's more than the weather, Mr. York? Well, you know, locally we got board doesn't want to agree with the teachers union, so that's a problem. Uh, nationally, you got the hearings. The January 6th hearings on starts at 10 o'clock, and they've got some key witnesses. And a lot of folks say, well, they're not going to pay that any attention. But there were 20 million viewers watching the hearings last week. 20 million. So people want to know what, what the heck happened on January 6th. Well, I'm... And your good buddy, Robbie Starbucks, Supreme Court rule. Bum, bum, bye. Yeah, he... Uh, Just he... like I predicted. <laughs> he was church. There's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, and I don't know, whatever. I I can talk about all those things and figure we might. Uh, but first of all, Carrie Powers, uh, regular Monday special guest dude. How you doing? I am good. Good morning, Mister York. It is Monday. You are in a mood, sir. In a mood. Fired up, fired up, and ready to go, Carrie. No, and I and I'm just starting off by biting my tongue. I I I'm, I might need to get another cup of coffee to go to meet with you this morning. Gotta wake up early. I'm a five thirty person. Woo, woo! January sixth, man. Is it ever gonna go? Leave your vocabulary. No, <laughs> that's history. That's history. Oh, it is a manipulated and skewed version of history, depending on which side's telling that story. But good morning, just happy Monday. Good morning, happy, happy Monday. Monday to you. Happy Monday to you, Karen. Happy Monday. Well, the January sixth is. I think people, you know, I thought we would talk a lot about that. Now, that we were talking about a Hollywood-produced uh, video uh, and hearing on Thursday night on primetime, which was obviously that, just a piece of paid of political propaganda paid for by your taxpayers. Uh, it, pure propaganda. I, I mean, Adam Schiff is a, a demonstrated liar, Um it has been for years. He just lies. And, um, it, you know, it's just, and, and what, what Democrats and Adam Schiff and the media don't understand is that this is backfiring on them. 
when they so obviously lie and propagandize, it's just going to increase Republican turnout this fall. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's political delusion is what it is. That's and why you find it hard to explain, Delk. I know it's hard. I don't to find it hard to explain at all, Miss York. It's very easy to explain. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very easy to explain. Their central premise was that some, their central premise is that somehow this, uh, these, uh, protesters are going to overturn the election or overturn the U.S. government. Now, that is ludicrous. I mean, it, they could have, they could have broken in and occupied the thing, you know, and, and elected Moose Man as Speaker of the House, but it would have been of no effect if, uh, Sooner or later, here, finally, the 20,000 National Guard that Trump had authorized would come in and clean them out. They they had absolutely no power whatsoever under Elk, any, I gotta, I no power copy. whatsoever under any set of circumstances to overturn the election or to take over the government. That just that couldn't have happened. I got a copy of John Eastman's memo and his plan. It was a. a, a plan that Pence was supposed to follow instructions, but Pence chose not to. A step-by-step plan well, how was how that? they were going to thwart the, the electors. I don't know who Congress. John Eastman is and don't care. And he's, how he's, was, can't, he's, he's one of Trump's colluding lawyers, and, one of the big-time lawyers. And, and how this crowd of people was going to help John Eastman and Mike Pence do whatever that was, it didn't happen because it couldn't happen. It just couldn't happen, and so. Well, Pence and, had the guts not to let it happen, but it was it was on paper what he was supposed to do. But Pence didn't follow instructions. Well, it and that's a good thing. It one couldn't happen. It just couldn't happen, and it's delusional to say that it could have. The central premise is just wrong. That's why it's a lie. Now I went back, you know, and and, and I, what I was been reflecting on though is. There was a recent Sixth Circuit case, and I can't lay my hands on it, but it was a case where a police officer shot a person, I think probably black, and the uh, the, the circumstances were that the uh, person who was shot, I don't know, I'm not even sure, it was either shot, or shot and killed or just shot, I'm not sure which. That's not important. The person who was shot by the police did have a knife and was about 20 feet away from the closest officer. They told him, and, and then another officer was positioned to the side and behind the first officer, both of the, whom had their guns drawn. And they were instructing the suspect to drop the knife, drop the knife. Well, suspect didn't drop the knife, officer in front shot him officer behind and to the left is not reported to have shot a lawsuit was brought the trial court dismissed the case because the defendant had a knife and uh, holding that a reasonable case of uh, self-defense had been presented the sixth circuit court of appeals reinstated the case stating that officer number one, who was 20 feet away, first of all, the fellow with the knife didn't lunge toward him or anything like that. And 
uh, and the and second of all, there was an officer behind him and to the left with his gun drawn who could protect that officer. And so the court reasoned that a reasonable jury could find that there was no reasonable or objective belief in imminent bodily harm or death by the officer who shot. And that's the standard. Now, folks, go look up the, you can get it online. It's, there's a video of it taken by somebody on the scene, a video of the officer shooting Ashley Babbitt in the Capitol that day. Ashley Babbitt was unarmed. She was 20 feet away. Now, some with her were trying to break down a door, but the officer was on the other side of that door. The officer just shot, murdered, and killed her in cold blood, and nobody's going to do a thing about it. And that's the only person. That's entirely that, different circumstances, that's the only, and you know it. That is not that's different. skewed to the left, skewed no. to the right. Skewed all over the place. You know that's entirely different circumstances. Now, the officer, officers that apprehended that suspect, why are they taking all this training how to apprehend the criminal without shooting? But none of them tend to want to do that because the, the person was a minority person. Well, it's just, you know, if you're white and right. That's the way it is. If that's the way it is, right? If you're white, if you're white and uh, protesting at the Capitol, it's a clean kill. If you're an unarmed woman, and if you're a black man in the hood, uh, you can't be shot. So, I mean, that's just what it stands for in America today. He, he, Cow, probably, Cow he, wasn't, in, he wasn't in the hood. He was just a, a, a person that they went in the community. But you know, using that type of force is unnecessary. Why are they going? We spend millions of dollars on defensive training and how to apprehend criminals and how to take a person down with a knife yeah, but they and, never use it with minority and, use and why didn't the capitol police do that that day why didn't they exercise their training and and arrest these folks without murdering one of them in cold blood i mean you, you ought to see it he just points the it, gun it wasn't murder they had no business there he, he, there we go there you go folks you've heard it right here they had no business there that, that's, that's the quote they had it's no just, business there it's just inexplicable it's not the people's house double standard not when you go to the people's house, you use some kind of manners and decorum. Again, and most people know you don't go to somebody's house and trash it. Well, Even if, 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 it's if, if the, house, if the, if, if the officer it. had been white and the uh, lady had been African American, it would have been a completely different story. Trashing a house is not a legal defense under law to murder. Um, well. Nothing's being done about it, so yeah, nothing. Well, yeah, nothing's being about it. If we can tell like how so much we can tell how much you care. If this is a left wing like so protester in Portland, Oregon, breaking in a courthouse and got shot under similar circumstances, there'd be a, a murder prosecution. Uh, hey, and, and we been, all know it. Hey, Clayton, good dude, number what? two, you're here. How are you, man? I, I, I'm doing well. You know, welcome, Clayton. Come in, on, come on in. Well, I was I was listening to you talk about you and the 20 million Democrats that watched the hearings last Thursday. How you know they were Democrats? You can't say they were Democrats because other people had things to do with their lives. You know, they're having because you, you know, do, be, you, you know, people people are having to make decisions on what they're going to buy at the grocery store because they can't afford it, and they're having to make decisions on where they're going to go because they can't afford the gasoline prices. So if I'm if I'm the Democrats, I'm going to put anything I can out there to distract people from the disaster and, 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 that this administration has been. What have they done for middle-class America Adam, other than tax the hell out of Adam them? Schiff That's all they've is, done. It's an embarrassment. Adam Schiff is the 
idiot that put this whole Russia thing out there and this, you know, this whatever that impeach Trump on Ukraine, all that. He's a demonstrated liar. I mean, just a y'all suffer from denial. Nine percent, nine percent inflation, five dollar a gallon gas, and food prices through the roof. And you know, I was at Kroger yesterday. There's hardly anything on the shelves in in the meat department. Food's up seventeen percent. Shelters up twenty one percent. Yeah, so let's keep voting. Let's let's keep voting. Hey, hey, let's. Let's keep voting Democrat because they are doing so much for middle class America right now. That, you know, that's the group. That, 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 oh, 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 yeah, sure. If, 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 it's if, not Democratic if, policies that's doing it. That's for sure. Look, it's look, what's in place. It's supply chain. It's a whole lot of other connected problems, and it's not just a Democratic problem. It's a United States problem. Correct. And who's the leader of the United States? Who's in charge of the House? Who's in charge of the Senate? Who's in charge of the White House? If this was happening in, under Trump, that's all you would say. Because look, hey, look, because look at what you're doing woman. right now. Look what you and your party are doing right now. Two years after he's been out of office, it's still about Trump. Because you, hey, pandemic, hey, hey, because you have you have nothing to run on. You have nothing to run on but five dollar a gallon gas, inflation, and soaring food prices. That's what the Democrat Party has done. We have baby formula we, shortages. Right. It's a disaster, and you know it. It's an embarrassment to this nation. We couldn't right. control a pandemic, Clayton, and you know it. Happy Monday, man. Everybody, right. woo, guns ablaze. All right, folks, we have got a very special guest just waiting to come on. We're going to bring him on right after the break. Parks Motor Sales in Columbia has a large assortment of quality, new, and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, a trusted sales staff, and financing plans that fit any budget. Visit Parks once and you'll quickly discover why people all over Middle Tennessee have been buying vehicles there for more than 60 years. And factory-certified technicians can service and repair your vehicle as long as you own it. Go to ParksMotorSales.com or stop by the lot at 919 Nashville Highway and take a test drive today. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch your bandit run. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. All right, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, Delk. Good morning, everybody. All right, regular special guest dude on Monday, Kerry Powers. How are you? Excellent. Happy Monday. Glad to have you, Kerry. All right, folks, I want to introduce uh, Jason Gillum. He's from Cullioka. He is running in the... Uh, for state representative, the what is it, sixty fourth, sixty fourth state representative seat, uh, Scott Sapecki, Republican, is the current imp- incumbent. Jason Gillum is seeking to unseat him in the Republican primary in August, and then go on, of course, to run in the general election in November, and become uh, the state representative for the sixty first district, which includes. Basically, the city of Columbia and eastern Murray County. Um, so, Kaleoka, Pottsville, and big chunk of Spring Hill up there. Jason, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for State House. Well, I was born and raised right here in Murray County. I've uh, been here uh, pretty much my whole life. Uh, I went to uh, college at MTSU. I graduated from Central in 1989. Uh, Grew up at uh, in the Riverside community where my grandmother lived in Hardy Acres, where my parents had a house, and then uh, Kalioka, That's where my grandmother's farm was. I spent probably as much time out there as I did anywhere, and that's where I, I live now. And uh, so, uh, having been here my whole life, uh, I've seen all the changes that we've 
we've gone through over the years, uh, some good, some not so good. But uh, in the grand scheme, I think we can do things a whole lot better. I think our representation uh, hasn't been what it could be. Uh, I think we, as the people of Murray County, have been overlooked for a long time. And I, uh, I hope to be able to change that. That's my intention is to go up there and actually represent the people, be a voice uh, of the people of Murray County, because we are definitely all in this together. And we've got a lot of issues uh, facing us uh, that we need to work on uh, for the betterment of everyone. Okay, do you have something specific in mind? Well, that? we have, you know, problems, you know, our growth. Uh, it seems like, you know, you can go back to the mid-80s, uh, you know, when Saturn was moving in. Uh, you know, we never, never really addressed infrastructure back then, and uh, here we are today. Uh, one of the good examples I like to use, Duplex Road up there in Spring Hill. Um, when I was about 15, I think there may have been oh, I don't know, 12 or 15 houses along Duplex Road from uh, Nashville Highway to the interstate, uh, mostly farms. And uh, Saturn came in, they had all this development, people moving in, um, houses being built, and, uh, you know, Duplex Road finally got finished last year. Yeah. So 35 years later. (laughs) So it seems like to me that we uh, haven't done really uh, a good job at all of, uh, you know, planning ahead for the growth that we have that's just one issue but definitely uh, a concern on everyone's mind okay um as a state representative what would you want to accomplish for uh murray county well there's a lot of things education is is a big issue too i mean we've got all these people moving in and we've got to have seats for these these kids that are coming in here and uh, there's several different ways that we can tackle it. Um, you know, we, we always, and I say this in, in every facet of government, uh, need to be better stewards of our money. Um, you know, we, we can't spend what we don't have. And um, I think that that's an important aspect of governing is to um, make sure that we are being good stewards with our money. Uh, the other thing is, you know, these kids got to have a seat. We've got to have a place for them. And so, you know, there's a lot of ways. Or the school building, put them in. Got to have a school building, put them in. That's right. And and you got to have the finances to, to be able to build that school. And so, you know, people around here have talked, uh, you know, all the time with me about impact fees and why we don't have them and why can't we get them. And, you know, it's just like I tell them, it's it, it comes down to representation. It comes down to having someone who's willing to fight for the people who who want to work for the people of Murray County. And, uh, you know, one of the things I say, I want to be a workhorse, not a show horse, and that's what I intend to do. Okay, so I take it you are you would support impact fees? In, done in the right way, yes. I mean, you know, you, you, you can't just go – in there and throw impact fees kind of you know willy-nilly well what's the number you know you've got to be able uh to balance that you know you don't want to stymie growth you don't want to kill development growth's not a bad thing unmanaged growth is the problem so you know we need to to be able to to learn and figure out what's the number what kind of impact fee could we get here in murray county that would allow for development, but at the same time, uh, you know, help us support our schools and the infrastructure that we need. Okay. Mr. Yor? Yeah. Um, Jason? Uh, yes, sir. The incumbent uh, has functioned, and, and I'd like to know specifically 
what would you do that's different from what he has been doing and the impact fee issue? We know that the state legislature has to approve that. So yes, how would you what is one or two things that you would do or that you'd see the incumbent not doing that you would do? OK, the incumbent is Scott Sapecki, Republican from Kalioka as well. Right. So. Having been in the background and kind of just watching what's been going on for for years, um, it 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 bothers me greatly that it seems that the lobbyist and the special interest group carry all the weight when you get to the Capitol. It seems that the people get lost in that. You know, those impact fees. We've had opportunities to pass those in the past, and it just seems to be able to not be done. One of the reasons that I think it can't be done or it hasn't been done is because it's not really something that's wanted. Um, you know, when you look at it and you talk to the people that were involved uh, on the floor, it becomes very obvious to me that um, we're getting two sides of a story. One that, oh, yes, we need we need impact fees. And the other is, but I'm not really going to work to get them done. And uh, that's not Jason Gillum's idea that's just what i have heard over and over again and you know you can so you're saying excuse me so you're saying uh is not working toward the impact fee he's saying he he wants one but he's not actively engaged in working toward it i'm not putting words in his mouth but it, it you know i have to perceive uh what i have seen over the last few years and it certainly doesn't seem to me that that is a priority so i'll just kind of leave it at that okay carrie um i'm probably coming in cold on that um i need to i wouldn't be making an educated comment towards impact fees or what's been done you have any questions in in general for um candidate kill yeah I mean, I, was, I, I liked Mr. York's question. I think that's really, I perceive Representative Sapicki to have come in as a strong voice for education, which, you know, is something that I'm passionate about having three kids in our schools. Um, so tell me a little more about your thoughts on education. Well, I have two boys in public school right now. I have a daughter who graduated MTSU last year, and uh, public education is very important to me, so much so that, um, you know, this is a side note. So what I do for work, I'm an airline pilot, and the reason that's significant in regards to this education issue is during COVID, our flying diminished greatly. Um, I wasn't flying nearly as much as I, I I was before, just like all the other people that work for the airlines, our work diminished greatly. And so over that time, I thought, you know, it might be a good idea to do something uh, a little different. I got involved and I became a substitute teacher. Uh, now, you know, I didn't I didn't do it for a long time, uh, just, you know, a little over a year. Um, and I primarily was at Kalioka and Central, but it gave me even more insight uh, being a substitute uh, being in the classroom and around other teachers and, and listening to them and, and hearing what they had to say, you know, I thought I knew a lot about public education, having children in public education. But when you get inside the walls, you really get a different perspective. And so, you know, again, uh, 
and I'm not trying to disparage anyone. I'm just going off of off of the perception uh, over the years, and I see it, and the teachers see it, and they feel it. They get all the talk about all this assistance and everything they're getting. Oh, look at what we're doing for all our our kids in the education system. But when you get down to brass tacks and you get in the classroom and you talk to the teachers, well, they're not seeing it and they're not feeling it. And so, uh, you know, I think there's a whole lot of lip service that goes along with a lot of this. And uh, it's unfortunate because our teachers and our kids still don't have the support that they need. Okay. Well, just, I mean, I love it that you took the time to be a substitute teacher, but that you had the insight of a unit school and Columbia Central in the past school year. Would you, could you illuminate us with three um differences between the two okay and if you had to put your kids there right now where would you send them between the two right from a unit school to a to to a public school no 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 a unit school to our biggest high school our flagship school right well i graduated i graduated from central but my son i've got one son that goes to Kellyoka. So, I mean, I, and, and Kalioka is a great school. Santa Fe is a great school. Hampshire's a great school. I mean, these schools are all, I mean, the teachers are doing everything they can for the, you know, to better our children. But, um, you know, we've still got a long way to go. I mean, you know, these teachers of ours are out here having to take money out of their pockets to, to print tests so the kids can take tests. And that, that is fundamentally wrong. I'm a big advocate, and I do agree. I think our teachers are most of our most of our teachers are doing the best they can with what they've got. But my question was, I think there's a big difference in what's going on at unit schools and that are fully staffed, almost fully staffed in Columbia Central that had 27 open positions. And you know, I'd love for your insight to help illuminate that. To the right. Well, one of the things that we can do, you know, our our kids, you know, is the younger children. Obviously, uh, the classroom uh, is, you know, you, you can't have a, a 25, 30 student classroom when your kids are in third grade. But Hold as, on, wait, I thought you said you were at Central. So I was asking about your experience inside the walls of a school. So, I mean, third grade is... Right. Well, I was getting. I was getting. That's what I was getting to. Uh, um, yeah. So you asked me what what could we do to help alleviate. Uh, maybe I'm misunderstanding your question. You, if you want to say it again, I'll I'll, I'll listen up and see if I can't uh, understand what you're asking me. Well, I genuinely appreciate that. I think that's good for the community. I mean, if your job is slowed down and you went to give back to the community, I think that's really great. Mm-hmm. But I think the general community may not really understand that these unit schools are very community supported. And I think the student population makes it a happier environment for the kids attending those schools. Then you've got Columbia Central that has had a lot of turmoil and it has a massive teacher shortage. I mean, I would assume that if you subbed at both schools, I assume that you saw a difference well, between Kalioka and Columbia Central High School. Well, you know what I saw at Columbia Central? I'll tell you what I saw at Columbia Central. I saw a bunch of people who were absolutely engaged with the kids at, at all levels. And I saw students, and I've said this to many people, you know, I understand that there are issues. I understand that Columbia Central needs more teachers, but 
all the schools need more teachers. But the kids that I had when I was at Central Substituting were as kind and respectful as any other classroom that I was in. So, you know, everywhere there's problems, but also everywhere there's a lot of good. Now, to answer your question, what I was getting to a while ago is maybe that we need to look at because of the teacher shortage we have, putting a few more kids in the classroom with a teacher at the at that level, because obviously more mature students are not going to be as hard to control as a classroom of, you know, seven and eight-year-olds. That's what I was getting at. Okay. There you go. That, and that is something that uh, state government can do uh, right. or work toward or craft and uh, exactly that's that's a legislative effort we've right got now. to find a fix for for right now and then work you know better toward a long-term uh a fix that's that's going to suit everybody in a much you know much more appropriate manner yeah clayton what you got well uh jason that you mentioned you're from central tell, tell everybody a little bit more about yourself you talk you know i, I find it very intriguing that you're an airline pilot i think uh, you were up here last week and, and i was asking you several questions about uh, your your job uh, but maybe tell some tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself maybe things they don't they don't know about you that you'd want them to know well i you know i grew up uh, like i said i went to riverside elementary school and um after uh, Riverside, uh, I went to Columbia Academy for three years, and uh, I loved my time there, you know, and it, it was great. And um, then after uh, CA, I went, you know, my my last three years at, at Central High School. What year did you graduate from Central? In 1989. And so, um, you know, and I, it's, Hardy Lloyd was our principal. We had a great class. Uh, I have such fond <laughs> memories of my time at Central. It was a phenomenal place. Uh and I will forever be thankful for for those people who helped develop us at Central. But, um, you know, then I always knew I wanted to be an airline pilot. When I was a little kid, four years old, I, my parents, I told them, I, hey, I'm, I want to fly for TWA one day. And you did. And, and I did. I did. I was very blessed and very fortunate. I never took my eye off the goal, so to speak. And so ended up being one of the youngest pilots on the TWA seniority list back in, uh, night, let's see, 2000. And now you're with Southwest. Uh, Southwest Airlines. Yep. There we go. All right. <laughs> Jason Gillum, candidate for 64th District, uh, State House, Tennessee. We'll be back on the other side. One more time. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people, the place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. Welcome to the Tennessee Lottery Speedway, where the race to win big continues. Competition is fierce as players hit the gas toward reaching the $20,000 top prize of our all-new Raceway Riches Instant Game. And look at that! We have a winner! Could you be next? Speed to the good times with the all-new Raceway Riches Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. And don't miss the Tennessee Lottery 250 at Nashville Super Speedway on Saturday, June 25th. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, you can't bring new hot instant games from the Tennessee Lottery into work. Why? They got smoking hot top prizes. Hey, look, I won. Oh, oh what have you done? Huh, guess they were hotter than I thought. Eat up your wallet with all new hot instant games from the Tennessee Lottery, and you can win scorching hot top prizes up to $500,000. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. 50 years after its ratification, Thomas Jefferson said the intent of the Declaration of Independence was not to assert new principles. Instead, it was intended as an expression of the American mind, expressions deeply woven into the fabric of the people. I'm Jason Gillum, running to be your Republican state representative in Murray County. I believe in the fabric of this community, and over the next several weeks, I'll be addressing many concerns our community is sharing with me. Together, we can do better. This message paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative. Don Gillum, Treasurer. He's found it down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go, and a short time to get there. I'm he's found up, watch on bandit run. All right, we're back. 
Coach Mike over there pointing his fingers saying, Delp Kennedy, dude number three, you're on the air, dude. All right, I'm here. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how are you? I'm doing well, Delp. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Delp. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers, how are you? Carrie, we can't hear you. She's muted. Hey, now you can. Happy Monday. All right. Glad to have you. All right, folks. And I'm watching this internet traffic going back and forth between, not internet, uh, on texting. I think uh, uh, Jim York and Carrie are sort of texting offline here. And uh, let's see. What is it all about? Well, I brought up that the okay. gas Yeah, you, you were talking about the people in St. Louis, Carrie, right? The ones holding well, the gun. Well, I just think you mentioned that we're running on propaganda, and I would agree with that. But then you objectively have these people in St. Louis. I mean, Mr. York, respectfully, that was not a peaceful protest. Gates were being torn down. Oh, nothing and was being torn down during that protest, Carrie. These people were on their own property, and the protesters were in the street banishing guns and flagging guns at them. And they were not tearing anything down in that particular neighborhood yeah well folks i think we're we you know we we have well illustrated where this country is now and where we're headed if you're white and on the right it's open season mow them down no limit kill uh if you're uh left black or white uh you can't be touched no matter what you're doing and what about uh, peaceful protest Dell? People can't walk in the street to protest. It's, it's like, when did that happen? It's like somebody showed a picture that they posted yeah. over the weekend of Washington D.C. during the Black Lives Matter protest. Literally, Washington was burning, and it, and the oh, and, that's it, not true, Clayton. Bullcrap! Bullcrap! Pull up the picture. That is, they lit the oldest church in D.C. on fire. And like the picture said, it said, you know what? If there's not going to be a congressional hearing over this, then how can you respect the other one at the Capitol? It's it's rules for thee, but not for me when it comes to the Democrats. They're the biggest hypocrites in the world. They have $5 gas they don't want you to think about. They have inflation going through the roof, food prices through the roof. There's baby formula shortage. we got a crisis at the border. So, of course, they want to talk about and, Trump. And what co- Trump, Trump. Okay, well, it was Trump. It, 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 it was Trump, right? It was Trump. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was Trump. It was Trump. Pandemic. Trump, right? It was a pandemic when the oil companies quit producing gas because they wasn't selling enough. Uh, what about the executive and orders that? What about the executive orders that Joe Biden uh, drill oil? But we got the oldest refineries in the world. They're now, not going to produce any more oil or gas. Oh, what, what, what about those executive orders that Joe Biden signed when he took office that canceled a lot of those things that Trump had put in place? Yeah, like the wall, huh? Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, that 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 is one. What you you think everything's going uh, great down at the border right now, where everybody's baby formula has been sent to? Well, worse than that, baby formula. We didn't have any baby formula because Trump. Killed the baby farmer. Hey, there we go. From Canada. Hey, right, Trump, right, Trump, right. Trump, 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 Trump. England. They wouldn't even let no, us get baby is, farmer from Europe. 
I can't wait to hear. I cannot wait. I cannot. I cannot wait. I can't wait to hear your excuse when you guys get your clocks cleaned in November. It's probably going to be Russia because that's what you did last time when you got beat. It was Russia, 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 and that's what it's going to be this November when you get your clocks cleaned. When gas is five dollars a gallon in middle class America says we're not voting blue anymore because that's exactly what's going to happen. So go ahead with your circus show that you want to show in prime time and talk about Trump two years after the fact, but it's not going to work because middle class America, American people like myself, they're paying for it at the pump, they're paying for it at the grocery store, and they're sick of it. They're absolutely sick and tired of this dog and pony show with, it's Trump's fault. We're going to talk about January 6th, but we're not going to talk about, you know, Black Lives Matter burning down buildings in Washington, D.C., or lighting a church on fire across from the White House, or attacking the Secret Service. They're not, you I'm telling you. Tell me what Republican is sitting down in Congress trying to figure out how to help the American public. What Democrat, hey, what Democrat, hey, what, what Democrat has, hey, what Democrat has, name one Democrat, what a Democrat done for minority groups that you, that they claim that they represent for the past 60 years. If what things, are Democrats doing for the people? They're, they're using people is what they're doing. They are using what, people for their votes. People? They're using people for their votes. There's no doubt about it. What, what have they done for minorities? If they've been the party for minorities for the past 60 years, look, what have they accomplished in 60 years? Look at, the, look at the Democratic Party and look at the Republican Party. You'll see who's most favored, uh, who's participating in democracy in the Democratic Party. You don't see that in the Republican Party. The Democrat Party is mostly made up of the East Coast and the West Coast of this country. Period. It's made up of it's state all of California. types of diversity. In the Republican Diversity. Party is made up of one particular ethnic group, the you, majority. You're, you're allegedly the party of science, and, and you can't even distinguish between a man and a woman. People are sick of it. Why are you, you got, you why got, are you, di- you in got, somebody's di- bedroom? you why got, are you in somebody's bedroom. I mean, this, this is, is, is a, this, whoa, whoa. this bedroom. This is not about just the bedroom. This, this is, is not the, about the bedroom. This, this is, is about a, school. this is about a this party that's, bed- that's pushing for children. <laughs> To have sex changes. If no, I've, nobody's pushing for children to have sex changes. The, what? Bullcrap. That's that is not true. I mean, that, you, know, you, you, you all are so you all are so you all. on talking about how a child develops. All right, all right, you don't know right. how children are gonna develop. This, if they this, develop their children, this, I, I know, somebody's I, child. I know this one thing. Fun, I know one thing, you're either born a man or a woman. Yeah. Well, whatever you're born, you are somebody's child, and we ought to respect whatever they turn out to be. Well, That's and every child and every Let child should be free to make their own decision about how they turn infant. out. They shouldn't be, uh, you know, pushed or or primed one way or the other, right? Yeah, Jason Gillum, candidate of sixty-four, yeah, agree. Be one agree. sex or another. Right. It's right. it's how all that right. child develops. Well, if you all look right. at the literature, they can be in all pushed. types of environments right, and develop right. in a different way. All right, folks. This is Jason Gillum is with us, candidate for uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Tennessee House, sixty-fourth district, Eastern Murray County, includes most of Columbia, uh, uh, Cullioca, Pottsville, big chunks of Spring Hill, and I've sort of let Jason. Sit on the sideline. We don't, uh, we don't try to drag people into these big arguments we have unless they they want to get into them. You know. <laughs> well, some things are just obvious, but I mean, I, I love the debate. I love, you know, that's what this this whole country was founded on, right? And uh, the only way we're all going to get better is to work together, and we need all these different viewpoints coming together in order to work to to a uh, a conclusion that's uh, successful for everybody. So it's great. I love it.
<laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I've, I have voted for both Democrats and Republicans, <clears throat> and I don't even consider myself really a Republican, more of a libertarian. But I, I'm, I'm telling you, right, you can laugh all you want, but, you know, I, I'm so telling right. Well, so far to the right, yeah, sure. Okay, but anyways, uh, you know, most people, like myself, they're just sick of it. They're sick They're sick of the, the, the double standard, and, and, and that's what they're tired of. They're, and they see it, and the media is right there in their pocket helping uh, create this problem even more. And, and, and I'm just telling you, I, they can do what they want to. But come November, it's going to be a knockout is what it's going to be. It's not even going to be close. Not even going to be close. Well, all right. You never can predict the future there, Clayton. Don't predict the future. You might be surprised. Jason Gillum. All right, I, I want to hear what – now, What what you, you said you were out and about all weekend campaigning, Jason. Yes, sir. What uh, what what do people engage you more about than, than – Almost anything else, or most things. Well, I, I tell you, it's it's kind of what we've uh, hit on today. It's it's our growth and and it's education, like Carrie was talking about. It's those are those seem to be two of the big issues. Now, <clears throat> I think there's a few other issues that that I hope to be able to address uh, if I'm successful in this bid. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a, a longer term issue, but uh, you know, I could talk to you ad nauseum about it or I, I can give you just a little bit of uh, insight on it one of them is our elderly um <clears throat> i have 94 year old parents my mother will be 95 uh, next month oh wow they live with us we had them move in with us in december and uh, cognitively uh they're you know they're perfect um my dad had surgery on his hip he fell and broke his hip and he's had problem with anesthesia and that's that's not normal for dad but that's where we are right now but uh you know there's there's a lot of things that uh, we could do better to help protect our our elderly uh unfortunately when uh i see these (coughs) centers and homes and things that that they are placed in uh and i understand that they're short-staffed and they're overworked uh, but we need to do a lot better about protecting and caring for our elderly. Another thing, and it ties the two groups together, is our children and our elderly. Our grandparents in the state of Tennessee have absolutely no rights at all, none, to to their grandchildren. And it oh, you mean in terms of custody and visitation? Absolutely. Okay. So if you have a child that's not in the best environment uh, in the parental aspect, uh, you know, whether it be from addiction or, or whatever, uh, those grandparents who want to help that child uh unfortunately now it seems dcs would rather have the child in their custody than with the grandparents and and i i've heard it i've had people approach me That's about the department it. of children's services yes they've talked to me about it and it is a it is a problem and it's something that we need to address because there's no doubt that there are a lot of grandparents that are raising their grandchildren and the fact that they have no rights is just a travesty so that's one of the things that I'm 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 wanting to work on and, and try to change that at our our state level. There you go, Jason. Jason, I served on the commission, of the state of Tennessee, on aging and disability. Yes, sir. And we had a problem when I served uh, for six years on helping seniors. A lot of seniors don't, you know, we might think they're doing well, but a lot of seniors barely have enough money to buy food, and some of them can't buy medicine. Yes, sir. You're right. And it's important that we encourage the state and the state still doesn't want to help them with insurance on uh, the ACA or Obamacare or anything. I think that's a big part of rural hospitals going out of service 
and helping the elderly parents. Well, Mr. York, I hear you. Foster that. I hear you, and that it go up there and fight for it. You know, it goes back to what I've been saying all along. We need somebody on Capitol Hill who is willing to fight for us here, and we have not had it. And I promise you that that is something that I will do every day. And you are right. Our seniors need more help. They need a lot. You know, there's no reason for our seniors to continue to have to pay property taxes after they've paid them for 75 years. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we can do and address to help our seniors. And, um, you know, that's, like I said, uh, I've got several topics and issues that I want to address. And I wish I had all time to uh, to lay them all out here today, but I don't. Well, take it. We don't have. We only got a couple of minutes left, but uh, let's let's bring up one more. Uh, what 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 else uh, would you like to? Well, so you know, we talked about the border a while ago and the border wall, and it doesn't matter which side of that debate you fall on. One of the facts of the fact that we have to face with these open, this porous border that we have, are drugs. Drugs are a huge problem in the state of Tennessee, and it's a huge problem in Murray County. And I'm going to specifically address fentanyl. That drug is coming directly from Mexico through those porous borders. And if we don't do something to get a handle on this fentanyl, we haven't seen the half of the deaths and the problems that we are going to. It is a huge problem for our county. If you don't believe me, just talk to our sheriff. It is something that has got to be addressed. Here we go fentanyl y'all it's deadly it's killing people um and it really doesn't even i mean clayton we were we somebody found some dead bodies the other day it really doesn't even uh we called you know going what's the story here what's the story here oh well just some people who had some fentanyl it doesn't even really make the news anymore you know it's terrible yeah load the body up Go on. Have I mean, you heard they're putting fentanyl in dollar bills and laying them down and people picking them up? I, put I, the powder in the dollar bill, just lay it somewhere, and people are picking them up and getting deathly ill. I did. I, I, I read about, on so, about that on social media. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just bodies in cars around town. They go, oh, well, not, nothing to see here. Just a couple more dead ones on signal. Yeah. It's, it's been going on right here in Columbia, folks. All right. Jason Gillum, running for House Representative, State of Tennessee. We are out of here. Thanks for coming. Come back to see us. Appreciate it. Have a great day, folks. Tomorrow, Ron Hart. Bye, Carrie. Goodbye. Come on.